most of us want to impress our loved ones. Most of us want to prove to the people around us that we can overcome certain circumstances, that we can rise to the occasion and adapt when we need to. No one wants to be the person that can't make the cut and ruins a trip. But how far would you go to prove that you could do something? How far would you go to impress your significant other? Sometimes, when we set out to prove that we can handle anything, we actually learn that we can't. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. Today, we're going to talk about the disappearance of Glenn and Bessie Hyde, a couple who set out to break a record for riding the Colorado River in 1928 in a boat of their own making and disappeared under questionable circumstances. Was this an accident or a brutal murder? Let's find out. If someone told you that you could break a record and get paid for doing so, what would you say? At the point in time where this story occurred, Bessie Hyde had to answer that question. While her husband Glenn was used to riding the river and was, for all intents and purposes, a person who knew his way around river rafting, Bessie was completely new. But when her experienced husband said that she could handle it, she chose to believe him. Glenn was 27 and Bessie was 18. Together, they planned to make history. And honestly, they did. It just wasn't in the way that they were expecting. Glenn knew the water, and he wanted his new bride to share the experience with him. She agreed, at least for a while. When these two set out, they had money on the mind. See, if they could actually pull off the trip on a specific timeline, they were going to be paid to travel and share their story. It was exciting. I know I would love to do that. We're talking about a story where she would be the first woman to make a trip down the Colorado River and run the canyon. And who wouldn't want that notoriety? What woman wouldn't love the idea of being the first person to pull off such a grand adventure? Unfortunately, Bessie didn't consider the cost of glory here. I don't know if you've ever felt the pressure of doing something that another person is experienced in, but it can get a little hazy. On one hand, it can be pretty exciting to go out and try something new. On the other hand, it can be pretty nervous-making to trust completely in someone else's expertise, especially in a dangerous situation. At the point where their journey began, Glenn was fairly well-versed in riding rivers, and he loved it. He had big dreams of breaking a speed record for their journey, and he was certain that he could teach Bessie the ropes along the way. Now, if you're the kind of person who likes to go explore nature, or participate in any potentially dangerous outdoor activities, you're probably shaking your head right now. Their plan had a pretty obvious issue. 
If something happened to Glenn, what would Bessie, who barely knew anything about this kind of journey, do? But, sold on the idea of a honeymoon adventure, these two set out. And for a while, I'm sure that was pretty exciting. For their harrowing journey, Glenn had a plan in mind. In his mind, a special trip like this deserved a special boat. So he decided to make one of his own. And I'm going to be honest, guys. As far as I know, there was no real evidence to suggest that he had the ability to do this with any real degree of competency. Witnesses would later suggest that the boat was not at all safe for use on the river. But I guess you can say that it actually worked out. Because in the end, the boat survived the trip. And as far as we know, Bessie and Glenn didn't. So, what makes this disappearance so strange? Isn't it more likely that Bessie and Glenn disappeared under fairly normal circumstances? Obviously, Bessie didn't have the experience, and from what everyone else said, Glenn might have been a bit overconfident. In dangerous waters, isn't it more realistic that they simply fell out of the boat and vanished beneath the waters of a rushing river? Well, yes and no. Along their journey, Bessie and Glenn interacted with some other people. They stopped in certain areas and hiked into town for supplies. The couple met a photographer who snapped their photo, likely the last one that was ever taken of them, a fact which would become more suspicious when police found the skeleton of a dead man on the photographer's property. The man had a bullet in his skull, but was ultimately disproven to be Glenn Hyde because he was too young. And as is the case with any disappearance, it's possible that these two were murdered by a stranger along the way. Any backpacker, hiker, or river rafter knows the dangers of being off the grid and running into trouble. But... Some investigation led police to believe that the biggest risk might have been on the boat itself. The photographer responsible for taking their picture later shared that when he and his brother met Glenn and Bessie, they talked a bit about the ride. One significant point of concern was the fact that the two didn't have life jackets, which the photographer warned them against, and he wasn't the only one. In fact, Along the way, one of the folks that they met asked them to simply wait out the winter and continue their journey later on when it was safer. They claimed that it was too dangerous, but Glenn wouldn't hear of it. And I do mean Glenn. Several people reported that on their journey, Bessie seemed more than ready to stop. She seemed nervous and was actively trying to get Glenn to reconsider the trip. It might have been because of the dangerous waters, but there's another theory that came to light later on. Bessie's friends and family actually believed that Glenn was abusive, and not just because of their notable age difference. In the time that these two spent together, 
no one was allowed in their home. Eventually, their loved ones were able to go through her belongings after she disappeared. While they were searching, they found a gun hidden in her lingerie drawer, which they speculated might have been to protect her from Glenn. Some even suggested that the hazardous conditions and time spent alone, or perhaps Bessie's lack of enthusiasm regarding the journey, might have made Glenn's behavior worse or more dangerous. Perhaps there was some grand struggle that resulted in the two being thrown overboard where they met their end in the swell of the river and sharp rocks below. It's a frightening theory, but we all know how my brain works, so all I could do was imagine Cusco and Pacha careening down a raging river of death. One theory actually claimed that the story might not have gone in that direction at all. In fact, nearly 50 years later, a woman claiming to be Bessie Hyde would eventually tell locals on a boat tour that she was the missing woman from their stories. In what I am sure was a completely casual way, she told everyone that during the journey, she grew tired of her husband's abusive behavior. The woman claimed that she stabbed Glenn and left him for dead before hiking out of the canyon and creating a new life of her own making. That's a pretty crazy story, right? Well, not everybody thought so. In fact, investigators shrugged off the claims, assuming that the woman was simply telling tales. No doubt in the same way that everyone dismissed the grandmother in Montanui when she rambled about Maui, but... I won't go into that. Strangely enough, no one ever followed up or fact-checked her. They literally just said, probably not, and moved on. And I actually find this a little funny, because I don't think that anything like this would fly in today's world. And I'm kind of speaking from personal experience on this one. See, when I was in college, I landed the dream job. I got hired to work in a haunted maze in a local cornfield. The owners hired me for one very specific reason. They wanted someone to act in a very unique and not outright terrifying role. My job was to get on the haunted hayride disguised as a passenger. I made up an entire story about how my stupid boyfriend had abandoned me and how I now had to sit through it all alone. Totally sold it, too. But I might have sold it a little too well. When my co-workers, who were zombies, showed up and dragged me off the hayride, I had multiple mothers physically try to save me. (laughs) Rather than assume that it was a part of the show, several women truly thought that I was just being attacked by these actors, and they intervened. So, shout out to those moms for looking out, but (laughs) it was absolutely crazy that they bought into it that hard. My favorite one was the woman who literally wrapped her arms around me 
and swatted at one of my coworkers and said, you can't touch her. But yeah, after a few incidents like that, the owners decided it was too much at a somewhat family-friendly hayride and scrapped the entire scene. So I got put on zombie duty. But either way, I stand by the fact that if this woman told her story today, someone would have been collecting some DNA and running some interviews. In the end, most people believe that these two were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. The most prevalent theory is that they hit rough waters, you know, the waters that everyone warned them about, and that they were thrown from the boat. When their disappearance became obvious, searchers began to look for them. Using a plane, they were able to locate the boat, which was caught on some rocks. On the boat, they found everything that they would need. It had food, water, supplies, and even Bessie's personal diary. But they didn't find them. Now, Bessie and Glenn are a local legend that is shared around campfires. Some people believe that they were killed by strangers along the way. Others believe that a monster snatched them up when they stopped to make camp. And some people believe that they died fighting to the death in an ugly dispute. Of course, there are the chosen few who look at this like a love story and assume that they experience the same fate that so many others do today. They believe that one of them fell in and the other leapt into the water to save them. Now, I don't need to be an expert in the rapids to tell you that doing that is never a good idea and can easily end in the death of both people. Ultimately, no traces of the two were ever found, and now their story is more legend than history. But if I had to put my money on any theory, it's definitely on the wild old lady telling wide-eyed strangers that she offed her husband because he sucked. But that's just me. So, if you want to talk about whitewater river rafting with the one person in Colorado who has never tried it, or you just want the inside scoop on what it's like to work in a haunted house, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. To enjoy ad-free listening, don't hesitate to become a patron at patreon.com slash like and inscribe. And of course, stay safe out there. You never know what the river of life will throw at you. 